Ezekiel chapter 10. God's glory leaves the temple. As I watched, I saw on the platform above the top of the cherubim something like a sapphire, resembling the shape of a throne appearing above them. The Lord said to the man dressed in linen, Go between the wheelwork underneath the cherubim. Fill your hands with burning coals from among the cherubim and scatter them over the city. He went as I watched. The cherubim were standing on the south side of the temple when the man went in, and a cloud filled the inner court. Then the glory of the Lord arose from the cherubim and moved towards the threshold of the temple. The temple was filled with the cloud while the court was filled with the brightness of the Lord's glory. The sound of the wings of the cherubim could be heard from the outer court, like the sound of the sovereign God when he speaks. When the Lord commanded the man dressed in linen, take fire from within the wheelwork from among the cherubim, the man went in and stood by one of the wheels. Then one of the cherubim stretched out his hand towards the fire that was among the cherubim. He took some and put it into the hands of the man dressed in linen. He took it and left. The cherubim appeared to have the form of human hands under their wings. As I watched, I noticed four wheels by the cherubim. One wheel for each cherub, the wheels gleamed like jasper. As for their appearance, all four of them looked the same, something like a wheel within a wheel. When they moved, they would go in any of four directions they faced without turning as they moved. In the direction of the head, they would follow without turning as they moved, along with their entire bodies, their backs, their hands and their wings. The wheels of the four of them were full of eyes all around. As for their wheels, they were called the wheelwork as I listened. Each of the cherubim had four faces. The first was the face of a cherub, the second that of a man, the third of a lion, the fourth that of an eagle. The cherubim rose up. These were the living beings I saw at the cherub river. When the cherubim moved, the wheels moved beside them. When the cherubim spread out their wings to rise from the ground, the wheels did not move from their side. When the cherubim stood still, the wheels stood still. And when they rose up, the wheels rose with them, for the spirit of the living being was in the wheels. Then the glory of the Lord moved away from the threshold of the temple and stopped above the cherubim. The cherubim spread their wings and they rose up from the earth while I watched. When they went, the wheels went alongside them. They stopped at the entrance to the east gate of the Lord's temple as the glory of the Lord of Israel hovered above them. These were the living creatures that I saw at the Kerub River underneath the God of Israel. I knew that they were cherubim. Each had four faces, each had four wings, and the form of human hands under the wings. As for the form of their faces, they were the faces whose appearance I had seen at the Kibar River. Each one moved straight ahead. Ezekiel chapter 11, The Fall of Jerusalem A wind lifted me up and brought me to the east gate of the Lord's temple that faces east. There at the entrance of the gate I noticed twenty-five men, among them I saw Jazaniah, son of Azor, and Pelatiah, son of Benaniah, officials of the people. The Lord said to me, Son of man, these are the men who plot evil and give wicked advice to the city. They say, The time is not near to build houses, the city is a cooking pot, and we are the meat in it. Therefore prophesy against them, prophesy, Son of man. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and said to me, Say, This is what the Lord says. 
This is what you are thinking, O house of Israel. I know what goes through your mind. You have killed many people in this city. You have filled its streets with corpses. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. The corpses you have dumped in the midst of the city are the meat, and the city is the cooking pot. But I will take you out of it. You fear the sword, so the sword I will bring against you, declares the Sovereign Lord. But I will take you out of the city, and I will hand you over to foreigners. I will execute judgments on you. You will die by the sword. I will judge you at the border of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The city will not be a cooking pot for you, and you will not be meat within it. I will judge you at the border of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord, whose statutes you have not followed, and whose regulations you have not carried out. Instead, you have behaved according to the regulations of the nations around you. Now, while I was prophesying, Pelatiah, son of Benaiah, died. Then I threw myself face down and cried out with the Lord loud voice, Alas, sovereign Lord, you are completely wiping out the remnant of Israel. Then the Lord's message came to me, Son of man, your brothers, your relatives, and the whole house of Israel, all of them, are those to whom the inhabitants of Jerusalem have said, They have gone far away from the Lord. To us this land has been given as a possession. Therefore say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Although I have removed them far away among the nations and have dispersed them among the countries, I have been a little sanctuary for them among the lands where they have gone. Therefore say, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, When I regather you from the peoples and assemble you from the lands where you have been dispersed, I will give you back the country of Israel. When they return to it, they will remove from it all its detestable thing and all its abominations. I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within them. I will remove the hearts of stone from their bodies, and I will give them tender hearts, so that they may follow my statutes and observe my regulations and carry them out. Then they will be my people, and I will be their God. But those whose hearts are devoted to detestable things and abominations, I hereby repay them for what they have done, says the Sovereign Lord. Then the cherubim spread their wings with their wheels alongside them, while the glory of God hovered above them. The glory of the Lord rose up from within the city and stopped over the mountain east of it. Then a wind lifted me up and carried me to the exiles in Babylonia, in a vision given to me by the Spirit. Then the vision I had seen went up from me, so I told the exiles everything the Lord had shown me. Ezekiel chapter 12, Previewing the Exile The Lord's message came to me, Son of man, you are living in the midst of a rebellious house. They have eyes to see, but do not see, and ears to hear, but do not hear, because they are a rebellious house. Therefore, son of man, pack up your belongings as if for exile. During the day, while you are watching, pretend to go into exile. Go from where you live to another place. Perhaps they will understand, although they are a rebellious house. Bring out your belongings packed for exile during the day while they are watching, and go out at evening while they are watching as if for exile. While they are watching, dig a hole in the wall and carry your belongings out through it. While they are watching, raise your baggage onto your shoulder and carry it out in the dark. You must cover your face so that you cannot see the ground, because I have made you an object lesson to the house of Israel. So I did just as I was commanded, 
I carried out my belongings packed for exile during the day, and at evening I dug myself a hole through the wall with my hands. I went out in the darkness carrying my baggage on my shoulder while they watched. The Lord's message came to me in the morning. Son of man, has not the house of Israel, that rebellious house, said to you, What are you doing? Say to them, This is what the Sovereign Lord says. The Prince will raise this burden in Jerusalem, and all the houses of Israel with it. Say, I am an object lesson for you. Just as I have done, so it will be to them. They will go into exile and captivity. The prince who was among them will raise his belongings onto his shoulder in darkness and will go out. He will dig a hole in the wall to leave through. He will cover his face so that he cannot see the land with his eyes. But I will throw my net over him and he will be caught in the snare. I will bring him to Babylon, the land of the Chaldeans, but he will not see it, and there he will die. All his retinue, his attendants and his troops, I will scatter to every wind. I will unleash a sword behind them. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I disperse them among the nations and scatter them among foreign countries. But I will let a small number of them survive the sword, famine and pestilence, so that they can confess all their abominable practices to the nations where they go. Then they will know that I am the Lord. The Lord's message came to me. Son of man, eat your bread with trembling and drink your water with anxious shaking. Then say to the people of the land, this is what the sovereign Lord says about the inhabitants of Jerusalem and of the land of Israel. They will eat their bread with anxiety and drink their water in fright. For their land will be stripped bare of all it contains because of the violence of all who live in it. The inhabited towns will be left in ruins and the land will be devastated. Then you will know that I am the Lord. The Lord's message came to me, Son of man, what is this proverb that you have in the land of Israel? The days pass slowly and every vision fails. Therefore tell them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I hereby end this proverb, that you will recite it in Israel no longer, but say to them, The day is at hand when every vision will be fulfilled, for there will no longer be any false visions or flattering omens amidst the health of Israel, for I, the Lord, will speak. Whatever word I speak will be accomplished. It will not be delayed any longer. Indeed, your days, O rebellious house, I will speak the word and accomplish it, declares the Sovereign Lord. The Lord's message came to me. Take note, son of man, the house of Israel is saying, the vision that he sees is for a distant days. He is prophesying about the far future. Therefore say to them, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, none of my words will be delayed any longer. The word I speak will come to pass, declares the Sovereign Lord. Psalm 83, a song, a psalm of Asaph. O God, do not be silent, do not ignore us, do not be inactive, O God. For look, your enemies are making a commotion, those who hate you are hostile. They carefully plot against your people and make plans to harm the ones you cherish. They say, come on, let's annihilate them, so they can no longer be a nation. Then the name of Israel will be remembered no more. Yes, they devise a unified strategy, they form an alliance against you. It includes the tents of Edom and the Ishmaelites, Moab and the Hagrites, Gibal, Ammon and Amalek, Philista and the inhabitants of Tyre. Even Assyria has allied with them, lending its strength to the descendants of Lot, Selah. 
Do to them as you did to Midian, as you did to Sisera and Jabin at the Kishon River. They were destroyed at Endor. Their corpses were like manure on the ground. Make their nobles like Oreb and Zeb, and all their rulers like Zibar and Zalmunna, who said, Let's take over the pastures of God. O my God, make them like dead thistles, like dead weeds blown away by the wind. Let the fire that burns down the forest, or the flames that consume the mountainsides, chase them with your gale winds, and terrify them with your windstorm. Cover their faces with shame, so they might seek you, O Lord. May they be humiliated and continually terrified. May they die in shame. Then they will know that you alone are the Lord, the Most High over all the earth. John chapter 4, Departure from Judea Now when Jesus knew that the Pharisees had heard that he was winning and baptising more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptising, but his disciples were, he left Judea and set out once more for Galilee. Conversation with a Samarian woman But he had to pass through Samaria. Now he came to the Samaritan town called Sychar, near a plot of land that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, since he was tired from the journey, sat right down beside the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me some water to drink, for his disciples had gone off into the town to buy supplies. So the Samaritan woman said to him, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for water to drink? For Jews use nothing in common with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it was who said it to you, Give me some water to drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said to him, You have no bucket and the well is deep. Where then do you get this living water? Surely you're not greater than our ancestor Jacob, are you? For he gave us this well and drank from it himself, along with his sons and his livestock. Jesus replied, Everyone who drinks some of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks some of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. But the water that I will give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. He said to her, Go call your husband and come back here. The woman replied, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, Right, you are when you said I have no husband, for you have had five husbands and the man you are living with now is not your husband. This was said truthfully. The woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you people say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You people worship what you do not know. We worship what we know because salvation is from the Jews. But a time is coming and is now here when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such people to be his worshippers. God is spirit and the people who worship must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, 
the one called Christ. Whenever he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I, the one speaking to you, am he. The disciples return. Now at that very moment, his disciples came back. They were shocked because he was speaking with a woman. However, no one said, what do you want? Or why are you speaking with her? Then the woman left her water jar, went off into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Surely he can't be the Messiah, can he? So they left the town and began coming to him. Workers for Harvest. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. So the disciples began to say to one another, no one brought him anything to eat, did they? Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to complete his work. Don't you say there are four more months and then comes the harvest? I tell you, look up and see that the fields are already white for harvest. The one who reaps receives pay and gathers fruit for eternal life, so that the one who sows and the one who reaps can rejoice together. For in this instance, the saying is true, one sorrows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you did not work for. Others have laboured and you have entered into their labour. The Samaritans respond. Now many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the report of the woman who testified. He told me everything I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they began asking him to stay with them. He stayed there two days, and because of his word, many believed. They said to the woman, No longer do we believe because of your words, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this one really is the saviour of the world. Onward to Galilee. After two days he departed from there to Galilee. For Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honour in his own country. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, because they had seen all the things he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they themselves had gone to the feast. Healing the royal official's son. Now he came to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine. In Capernaum there was a certain royal official whose son was sick. When he heard that Jesus had come back from Judah to Galilee, he went to him and begged him to come down and heal his son, who was about to die. So Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you will never believe. Sir, the official said to him, Come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go home, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and set off for home. While he was on his way, his slaves met him and told him that his son was going to live. So he asked them the time when his condition began to improve, and they told him yesterday at one o'clock in the afternoon the fever left him. Then the father realised that this was the very time Jesus had said to him, Your son will live. And he himself believed, along with his entire household. Jesus did this as his second miraculous sign when he returned from Judea to Galilee.